This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. Launching into hour number one, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their sites. We do it for free at freetalklive.com. Of course, as you know, it is the tax day weekend at this point so inevitably we'll talk about taxes a little bit coming up here tonight but your calls are primary so let's go to the phones to start things out it's don don in new york you're on free talk live with ian and mark hey don don in new york hey, guys. hey what's on your mind ian mark how you doing good Super. Trying to put my tv on mute excuse me yes sir not a problem uh, okay okay what's on your mind uh been tuning in for probably seven or eight episodes now and um Really like the libertarian view that you guys have. Mark, especially, uh, take more of his stance than a complete lack of government. Mm-hmm. I do. I do um, have that adult sort of stance. <laughs> oh, yeah. somehow it's adult Whoa. to support a, a band of marauders. Um, well, we'll all agree on that. Well, that it's childish uh, to be a band of marauders. We'll agree on that. Absolutely. Um, I'll bring up some a uh, couple of issues which. Uh, I think point out why I, I kind of agree with Mark more than you. All right. Um, so first of all, it's a great show. Love it, and uh, I'm going to continue to listen in. Good, good. The roads, the roads issue that I've heard you bring oh, up boy. a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> what a great way to start a show. Yeah, a libertarian show at that. I think it just um, points out, or is, or is probably such a hot uh, topic because it almost epitomizes um, the problems of thinking of looking at um, complete freedom or liberty, you know, and lack of government that. Uh, well, who would control the roads, you know? So. Well, the only problem is that people just don't think in these ways. They, uh, that the, it points out the problem that people aren't conditioned to think uh, in an independent fashion. They're conditioned to believe that what government has always done, government, or in their lifetime at least, what government has done in their lifetime, government must continue to do forever. Right. Well, um, you know, uh, most of Americans just don't think, I think, period, a lot of the times, unless, you know, it involves their small world it's true um but the roads the the thing that gets me about it is you scare me sometimes Ian, because your uh your philosophy to it well, i'd like to um you know give the the roads to every homeowner and let them decide whether or not it should be a you know so in your in your model you'd be stopping every 15 feet to determine whether the road was a toll or free um where the road goes well that's um, absurd come on you know that's not the case Okay, so there have to be. We could agree there probably have to be some kind of governing civil body over how roads are developed, maintained, and deployed. Well, if you right? want, if you if you as the road owner want to exert some level of control, and this is just my idea. I don't know how it actually pan out. I don't know what the best concept is to actually transfer roads from government control to private control. But uh, un- unless you actually go to, um, and set up roadblocks on your section of the road, then it would be presumed that anyone could travel there, you would think. Um, if It seems ludicrous to believe that every homeowner is going to um, all of a sudden institute a system for the 10 feet of road that stretches out in front of their house. Well, you guys were bringing up the model. You said, you know, one homeowner would, would put signs up and, you know, he'd become a marketing guy and another guy, and you said, you know, the, another homeowner actually, would I be suggested able to that what, Actually, I suggested that what would be most likely is that someone would come around and purchase up those uh, those individual plots of road. Yeah, That's probably what I down thought. the road. They probably would try to come and, and plot them up from the individual homeowner, you know, some kind of a corporate entity or something. Yeah. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is roads just probably, the roads issue just epitomizes that the, uh, like like you say, 
um, the people who don't think outside the box or, or even ask, ever ask the questions of anything other than the scenario they've always been accustomed to. And that's but okay. I don't, mind, I don't mind talking about it because it might get people to say, what, what the hell are those guys talking about? Maybe it'll be just so radical sounding that they'll pay attention and uh, get the gears turning. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the road issues. Um, I miss... He was just uh, wrong place, wrong time, and as you guys also point out, I agree that he is—he's uh, just the catalyst to what uh, the issue they want to bring is, which is the uh, anti-hate law, hate, hate speech laws. You know, I'm wondering if they're going to bring back the, um, the the fairness doctrine as a result. If this, because I mean, they've been bandying that about a little bit. Um, I saw that. Uh, I was reading today, and I saw something about them bringing that back. There's talk that that's coming up in Congress again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an awful idea. I don't understand how that would apply to a radio show like Free Talk Lives, but you can bet I'll do my best to ignore it. Yeah, um, I also I do a podcast thing for music related, and I just, it's insane to think they want us to to do DRM and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just another example of corporate, you know, the politician serving the corporate interest and none of ours. Well, welcome to uh, the fascist socialism world of America. Don, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I love this whole podcast thing. Essentially, it turns every American into a broadcaster if they want to be. And Well, broadcast isn't an appropriate it, it, word. It's not the, pro- it's not the proper term, yeah. but... They sort of, you it's know, a narrow cast. I understand, but you yeah. sort of feel like a broadcaster. You got a microphone. You're talking into it. You're playing some music. It allows. Or, it puts content providing within reach of anyone. You can create content yeah, easily, and people and people get it. Um, people go out there and they subscribe to these podcasts. It's not just pod- music. It's not just podcasting, though. It's also uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, wonderful distribution platform for for user created videos. Anybody with a digital video camera, which can be had for now as cheap as a couple hundred bucks or less, anybody with a DV cam can be their own video producer now. Yeah. So really, uh, the media, as time goes on, it's becoming more and more afo- affordable to be your own media, as it were. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty exciting. It's putting a lot of talent out there. And uh, and a lot of crap. Yeah, and a whole bunch of crap. <laughs> but it's it's allowing Americans to sort of be empowered. Um, they can create their own, if you want, is all you have to have is a little um, camcorder, and you can create your own newscast yeah. from your living room, if, if you want to do it in your living room, you can do it in your basement or wherever, and you can provide news to anybody who will download your podcast. I can tell you, big media sure doesn't like it. They, no. They don't like that at all. Nope. And big media has control of the lobbyists, and the yeah. lobbyists have c- control of Congress, and that's the problem. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Let's go to the amplifier line and talk to Kurt in Michigan. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Great. Good. What's on your mind, sir? Again, again so I'm going to open up with my perennial thanks for what you do. Sure. Um, and uh, also, uh, just, just a comment before I get to what I was talking about. Isn't what is happening to Don Imus the social ostracization that you talk about? Yes, it is. And uh, unfortunately, it's social ostracization that has a lot to do with government indoctrination as far as uh, the people in America have been heavily influenced by the government education system into being just a bunch of um, mealy-mouthed wimps. Right. And yeah. that's a big factor. Somewhere it's not a free market. I, it's the market operating. Somewhere along I, the line, I, they equated getting fired with, he shouldn't be saying that. And it's not the same. You know, a guy shouldn't say that. You should turn it off, not... You should get him fired. Well, but, but I agree, but he's not being fired by the government. He's nope. being fired by his employer. Absolutely and true. freedom of speech 
it's between you and your your government, not you and your employer. That's Absolutely true. true. This we is agree. not a, this is not a freedom of speech issue. Yeah, um, not directly. I can still disagree with what their employers have done, however, and that's what I'm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But anyway, I'd like to address what Lou was talking about. He he uh, was he called in last week, and mm-hmm. you actually held him on for quite a while, and I was very I was very entertained, and I was impressed by his tenacity. Uh, 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 Defending his point. Yeah, that was it was a lot of fun. Um, in fact, that 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 uh, whole conversation with Lou actually got me on WFTL this past Friday for a quick interview with their afternoon drive host. Uh, she was supposed to have me on to talk about immigration, but we ended up going all over the map, going from the Free State Project to uh, to everywhere else. And uh, she said she's going to have me back, so that's cool. So Lou's kind of spun off into other things at this point. But but Lou was basically taking the anti-immigration position, and he was for concentration camps for for Muslims. I mean, it really just a a nutso position. What do you have to say about it? Well, as you come up with these theories in your own mind. You should be asking yourself some questions before you even have, you know, before you even present it to anybody. And and I, I think that Lou maybe didn't do that. He didn't ask himself the question. He he came up with, well, maybe we should just pick off a few as they're as they're coming across as a as an overall policy. But when you when you think about something like that, you have to ask yourself some questions like, when did walking on a specific piece of ground become an offense so heinous? That has even surpassed mass murder as a crime, insofar as it precludes trial by jury and requires an immediate death sentence. But people like Lou, yeah, your people like Lou don't do those sorts of things. They uh, they hear something that sounds scary, like uh, the illegal immigrants are invading, and then they use that as they sort of have this emotional response, and uh, they come up with whatever it is that their solution is as a result of their emotions and not logic. And thank you for the call, Kurt. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring us anything toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. An entire year's worth of the show waits for you right there on the front page of the website. You just go and download them. It's that simple. Free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty, and hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You know, we just got off the phone with Kurt in Michigan, and he was sort of... Uh, Taking us back to last week's show, the third hour, where we had uh, we had Lou on the line from mm-hmm. Miami, and Lou was uh, he was pretty upset about the whole immigration issue, and we got it really got into it with him. And, and in the midst of that conversation, you said something, Mark, that one of our listeners uh, was a bit offended by. He thought that I said it, but as I recall, I believe it was you. So okay. I'm going to read this email, and you can tell me if you recall this. It's from Sean in uh, in New Hampshire. I deny it completely. He says. I'm a libertarian, and I recently found Free Talk Live. I found Free Talk Live from the Free State Project website. Now, while I agree with most of what you say during your show, I must take offense at being called a paid murderer. Mm. During a Saturday show, you... I said paid killer. You spoke with xenophobic Lou, and there was one comment that caused me to write this email as I still listen to the conversation with Lou. I'm a 41-year-old male who has served in the U.S. Army for seven years. During those seven years, I never, and let me say that again to be clear, never murdered anyone. 
Well, I um I understand where he's coming from. Like he's not a paid killer, but he works with paid killers for an organization that is a bunch of paid killers. Well, and the organization is funded through um through coercion and violence. And you know, that doesn't make you a paid killer, but it does make you the recipient of stolen funds, certainly blood money. Um you know, I Americans pay taxes, most of them don't really care much about not paying them. I I'm not going to minimize that, but um you know, if I was a member of say the skinheads um i'm just picking some organization out there that people don't like okay um so and in my town the skinheads kill somebody let's say a black guy okay makes sense right that's the sort of guy that they would kill and um maybe they're they go on a spree actually they kill several black guys yikes now i walk around as a skinhead in my skinhead attire you know they have but you weren't one of the killers i i have not killed anyone gotcha but I walk around with my shaved head and my uh, you know bomber jacket and my mm-hmm. uh, boots laced up with the uh, red uh, um, shoelaces and all the things that skinheads wear. And I say, I'm proud to be a skinhead. I'm a skinhead. Would somebody? <laughs> would somebody? It's it's silly. Um, you know, it's just an example. But but would somebody be out of line to call me? Yeah, you're a killer. Mm. You're a part of a killer, kill, group of killers. It'd be inaccurate. It would be inaccurate. I hadn't killed anybody, but you know. I'm allying myself with a group of killers. That much is true. He goes on. He says, I put myself in service of this country so that you and your friend Mark can move to New Hampshire, a state in which I was born and raised, and spread the word of the free market slash libertarian message. Well, first of all... Yeah, what does um, him being in the army have to do with me uh, moving to New Hampshire? Well, it's that sort of mentality, that mythological mentality of the military protects freedoms. I I understand that mentality, and we're certainly told that on a pretty regular basis, that the military protects our freedom. And you can bet that the military members are told that on on a more regular basis. Absolutely. And if you tell somebody something long enough, they are going to believe it. But the last time we were invaded was the Mexican-American War. It wasn't in this century. It wasn't in the last one. Okay? <laughs> it's been a long, long time since we've been invaded. And I have a difficult time imagining... Um, now, somebody might call uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor an invasion... It's certainly the most legitimate... There was a financial blockade going on on the part of the, the United it's States. It's the most legitimate use of the military. I'm not saying it is a legitimate use of the military. It's yeah. the most legitimate use of the military in the last century. But um, Saber-rattling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, Korea, Korea uh, the Philippines, Bosnia, Guatemala... Um, not Guatemala, excuse me, Grenada, all these Somalia, places. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all these places we've been and this crap that we've done around the world. I haven't done any of it, by the way. Yes, uh, the United States has done around the world. Uh, I'm not protecting freedom, from what I can tell. Nope, sorry. And in fact, um, just because you go and join the military doesn't mean that you're serving the country. You're not serving me. I never asked you to go and do that. And in fact, I'd rather not pay for it. Um, you're going and joining the military so you can serve the government and whatever interests the government people might happen to have at that moment. Under Bill Clinton, the interests might be slightly different than they would be under uh, under George Bush. But either way, you're not serving me, you're serving them. He says, I'm not saying that you should apologize to me or any other veteran, but as you told Xenophobe Blue, you don't know me and you can't make judgment calls about me or any other veteran. You want people to make judgment calls on you, 
but you, but yet you wish to make judgment calls on everyone else. I think he says. Right. I think he means we don't want people. It's uh, sometimes spell check doesn't catch those kind of things. That you know? opens you to being called a hypocrite. Now I'll admit that I, as a recent listener to Free Talk Live, may be focusing my vitriol at the wrong person. That's right. He wrote it to me, but it was actually you that said it. I cannot tell the difference in the voices. I've attributed the paid murderer comment to you incorrectly. If I've attributed it incorrectly, I apologize and ask that you just substitute the right name to the quote. All and I ask. Have is that your show does not make grand sweeping comments, making all people in a group guilty of the crimes of some of that group. Aside of that, I find your show, Free Talk Live, very entertaining and informative. Yep. You know. So it really wasn't a fair thing for you to say, a paid killer. If you're working on helicopters, you're not a paid killer. But come on, you're. I mean, what are those helicopters used for? Killing. Look, I'm sorry. You, if you drive the getaway car at a bank robbery, <laughs> you're a freaking bank robber. I'm sorry. If you are in the military, it's your job to kill people and break things. If somebody calls you a paid killer and says it with vitriol, you you got to buck it up and buck up and take it, man. That's what that's what you do did for a living. I'm going to back Sean up on this, because if you're not actually killing people, I don't think it's fair to call th- that person a, a killer. I, I, don't, I just don't think that's fair. You can say that you're in an organization that's full of paid killers. You're taking money that's gained through co- a coercive basis, but uh, you're not actually, if you're not actually squeezing triggers and blowing up bombs, I don't think that, that that's fair. I think that there's a better tack that one can take. I can say, um, you, one can say that, we're, you know, you pay your taxes... If you willingly pay your, t- if you write your check out for those taxes, you're a killer too. You're an accessory to murder. Is yeah. what you're saying. I mean, you, one could say that. You're funding. Pay, um, you're you are the person who's paying for the killing mm-hmm. in that particular case. I mean, I think that that's a more accurate statement. If since, you hire, and somebody. I do, and I do um, pay my taxes, which you know I won't be paying any this year, but um, I have paid my taxes in the past. You you won't be paying taxes this year? No, I won't. Are you are you dropping out? No. How's, how's that work? Uh, it's called write-offs. I see. You're getting it back. Mm-hmm. Or, getting, you just don't have to pay it. I'm getting I'm getting my taxes back. See, I don't understand much about this crap because mm-hmm. I pretty much I don't care anymore I had about a, the whole tax thing. I had a move, and um, you know the real estate market wasn't so great, and I sold an investment property, lost some money on it. Um, you know, I, I fixed it up, and I didn't make as much money on it as I put into fixing it up, so there's a lot of loss there. And, um you know, there's there's just a great deal. I have my own business and rental properties that allows for a lot of write-offs. But a lot of people do care about paying taxes, and in fact, many of them are scrambling this weekend to get their paperwork together and double-check and triple-check their calculations and all of the other things that uh, good so-called good little taxpayers do. <sighs> and we're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up here in moments, because it's frustrating to me that uh, Americans continue to just go through the motions on this tax thing. Many Americans do. Some of them have figured it out. They've figured out that taxation is slavery and that by paying taxes, you are essentially consenting to be a slave. We'll get into more of that and your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Are you a taxpayer? If so, why? Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That would be the packet 8.net. Toll free line 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, though we... uh, 
We do ask you voluntarily support the show by voting for us. Just head over to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. And all you need is your email address. Great way to help support the show. Help keep us in the top of the podcast charts by going to vote.freetalklive.com. April's Financial Literacy Month. Give the child in your life financial literacy. Be they son, daughter, or sibling, A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066. All right, 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Um, All right, talking about taxes. And a lot of Americans are busily preparing their tax forms in hopes that they'll be able to scrounge as much money possibly, um, to to keep as much money as they possibly can from the federal government. Now, of course, why on earth would anybody want to do that? I mean, if taxes are really such a great thing, why, why why is everyone so concerned about overpaying? Why do you think that is? Because, I don't know, they don't want the money taken from People want the, to keep their money, I maybe, guess. Maybe because people, despite all the government indoctrination that's out there, maybe they still believe in their heart of hearts that they can spend their money better than some unelected government bureaucrats can. I, I think most people believe that they can spend their money better than some bureaucrat can. For, now, they may not believe that other people can spend their money as well as uh, elected officials can. Well, um, Forbes is reporting here that uh, the frantic ritual of racing to the post office to get tax returns postmarked just in time to satisfy the IRS is giving way to the online age. Most people file their tax returns electronically now because it's convenient, despite lingering concerns about the security of their most sensitive financial information, according to an AP poll. And they have more time than usual this year to file. The tax filing deadline is Tuesday the 17th because April 15th falls on a Sunday and April 16th is Emancipation Day, which is a legal holiday in Washington, D.C. By the way, only 19% of the public knew that uh, early this month about the two-day grace period, the poll found. Well, um, I, I would say a lot of people didn't even know this week. I was talking to people, and they didn't even know. So. Right. And isn't it interesting that, uh, I mean, only a, a fraction of Americans even know that they have that extra two-day grace period? Uh, I mean, how is it that they expect to even get the information out about all the new laws and regulations and stuff that people have to follow every single year? I mean, ignorance of the law is no excuse, they say. Yeah. Half well, of the- I would think that uh, there's going to be an amount of people out there that are scrambling to get their tax return in on Sunday night. Half of those surveys said they use a professional tax preparer to file their returns. A quarter use a software program. 15% do the returns the old-fashioned way with pen and paper. And 8% ask a friend or a family member for some help. And almost half of them complain that their taxes are unfair. Kimberly Hahn, a nurse from Bloomington, Indianapolis, or Bloomington, Indiana, rather, said that when I look at my paycheck and see how much goes out, it makes me sick. It's like you're paying to charity without deciding where it's going. And, you know, the, and, and the, charities aren't, the charity isn't even good. The government yeah. has a tendency to spend about 70% of the money it gets in overhead expenses, you know, the the uh, paychecks of middle-class bureaucrats, the buildings, um, you know, the, the government vehicles, all that stuff, whereas charities, they don't spend 30% on overhead as a rule. So, you know, I mean, you can pretty much inverse the numbers. Government, pretty much. Government spends, sends about 30% back to the people it's supposed to help, if, if it's in fact trying to help people. Um, 
whereas charity sends about 70% back. And that's that's the most inefficient of charities. Right. And, of course, if it really actually wanted to help people, then it would just you know allow people to keep the money they earned in the first place. Because... That would be a real big help to me. I don't know about you. Well, it would be it would be helpful. I think that some people don't understand um, that you know that that people would be better off if they were just able to keep all their money. Like most people, Ms. Hahn wasn't aware of the extra two days past April 15th to file, but she said her husband would be filing their return electronically. He doesn't want to give it to the government until he has to. She said, "Well, why does he have to? Why why does her husband have to give it to the government? Because he'll he could go to jail otherwise." Really? Hmm. All right, we'll explore that idea here in a little bit. But uh, some 54% of tax filers say their returns are sent electronically, and that number is rapidly growing. And then they go into, you know, interview somebody who does it the old-fashioned way, blah, blah, blah. I haven't done my taxes yet for the first year in a long time. I can handle it. I've always gotten mine done in February or March, but I started a new teaching job, and it's taken the life out of me. I feel very guilty. For not having done um, to fill them out uh, herself? Early. Himself? Yeah. Okay. Right. Early. Gotcha. Uh, we generally apply it to some kind of debt, said a school teacher from North Carolina who's already filed electronically. The most popular use of tax refunds is to pay off bills or to pay down debt, followed by saving the money or investing it. At least that's what people say. Uh, more than half of those polled, 53%, say they think their taxes are fair, according to the poll of 1,000 adults. How many say it's fair? 53%. Hmm. Is that like Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> you know, Stockholm Syndrome, where uh, you essentially you get uh, t- taken hostage by some evil terrorists, and uh, the, the, the terrorists start talking to you about their, their cause and the things that they're doing, and, and you, you become, well, kind of friendly with them. You, you, you can understand where they're coming from. You, you come to ally yourself uh, with the terrorists. I think that there's case. some people out there that genuinely believe that their taxes are being used you know, well, and they believe that they're pay- paying their fair amount. Middle-income earners are more likely to feel the taxes that they pay are fair than those with high incomes and those with low incomes, mm-hmm. who are about evenly split on that question. Ken Weeks, who is an architectural draftsman from Ohio... He was generally well, satisfied. The middle class has uh, is always been known for um, just being sort of placid when it comes to government. Mm. You know, they, they want to make money. They don't want to make waves. And, yeah. you know, they want to get ahead. They want to get that next uh, thing, whether it's a bigger house or it's a boat or it's a newer, better car, you know, an Escalade. Whatever that is that they want to get, that's what they're concerned with. They're not concerned with, um, you know, like the poor people are day-to-day making it and the right. rich people are is like keeping it. Um, yeah. So it just makes sense to me that that, well, that would be the way it is. One taxpayer said, I am one of the people who doesn't mind paying taxes. I read a lot about what the world is really like. Things aren't great for everybody here, but people in this country are generally doing pretty well. Well, I agree with that. How well are you going to be doing when they take 75% of your income, Ben? Right. I, I guess um, you know the question there is, if, if you don't feel bad about paying taxes, why do you take de- um, deductions? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe maybe he doesn't, but it it's seems doubtful, unlikely. Right? Um, you know, I mean, I <laughs> I could pay a whole bunch more in taxes mm-hmm. than I do, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars more in taxes than I do. But I go and I take all the deductions that are allotted to me. And there's court cases out there that say that it's Amer- it's just as American to take deductions as not. Someone could say you're a greedy man, Mark. For what? For trying to keep your money, keep it away from the government. Yeah. You they, need to pay your fair share. They could say that. 
you know, why don't you pay? Why don't you pay your fair share? Your fair share is what's not uh, the with the portion without the deductions. Well, uh, then why does then why did the uh, IRS put the deductions? Well, in there? it's loopholes put in there for uh, for the ultra rich and those who uh, want to work the system. But I'm not ultra rich. Right, but you're still taking advantage of the system, Mark. Well, you're good. taking advantage. There are poor then, people. Then out why there. is there a system? Well, then why is there a system if I shouldn't take advantage of it? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but but ta- the fact is, uh, and perhaps may- maybe you've never come to this realization: taxes are theft. In fact, Murray Rothbard put it pretty succinctly. April fifteenth, that dreaded income tax day, is around again and gives us a chance to ruminate on the nature of taxes and of the government itself. The first great lesson to learn about taxation is that taxation is simply robbery. No more and no less. For what is robbery? Well, robbery is the taking of a man's property by the use of violence or threat thereof, and therefore without the victim's consent. And yet, what else is taxation? Those who claim that taxation is in some mystical sense really voluntary should then have no qualms about getting rid of that vital feature of the law, which says that failure to pay one's taxes is criminal and subject to the appropriate penalty. Because, again, if it's voluntary, then why are there all these threats? Why are they putting people in jail cells? Well, it's, def- it's only voluntary in that uh, you get to choose whether or not you put the check in the mail. And beyond that, the voluntary ends. Because if you decide not to put the check in the mail... or So you're volunteering into a jail cell. Right. Basically. Well, you're voluntarily walking into the jail cell. What uh, I want to hear from someone who is a happy taxpayer. Someone who loves to pay taxes. Someone who feels good when they write a check to the government. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, the Tax Day Weekend Edition. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. If you're someone who supports taxes, I want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Heck, I don't care if you work for the government. Call in. Because, uh, believe it or not, we're on you know something like 15 radio stations tonight, and nobody's called in to support taxes. There must be someone who's listening to the sound of our voices that supports this concept. 800-259-9231. You can uh, join us on our website, by the way, at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. And that does include the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Over 1,200 pages created by listeners just like you. And uh, it's free, of course. So head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Murray Rothbard. This goes all the way back from 1969, by the way. This is very, very short little... Uh, excerpt of uh, one of his he says that those who claim that taxation is in some sense really voluntary should have no qualms about getting rid of that vital feature of the law which says that failure to pay one's taxes is criminal and subject to the appropriate penalty but does anyone seriously believe that if the payment of taxation were really made voluntary say in the sense of contributing to the american cancer society that any appreciable revenue would find itself into the coffers of government then why don't we try it as an experiment for a few years or a few decades and find out? But if taxation is robbery, then it follows as the night uh, it follows as the night the day that those people who engage in and live off of robbery are a gang of thieves. Hence, the government is a group of thieves and deserves morally, aesthetically, and philosoph- uh, philosophically to be treated exactly as a group of less socially respectable ruffians would be treated. Now, hold on just a second. Um, before we go any farther in this, I'd like to reference the last thing we were talking about. Um, a emailer brought me to task for calling um, the military a bunch of paid killers. Mm-hmm. And Murray Rothbard just called the government a gang of thieves. Is that correct? 
Yes. Okay. Now, Murray Rothbard is a, a celebrated ec- ec- economist. Um, you know, many people would say he was responsible for saving uh, Estonia and Chile and uh, putting them in the uh, financial condition that they're in today, which is certainly better than they would have been. Um, I think I have that right. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Now, Many government bureaucrats are indeed not the actual thieves, but the beneficiaries of the the stolen. So money. they're at, they're in the band of thieves. Right. So what I have been is is it softer to say that um the the military is a band of killers, not a bunch of paid killers? <laughs> Hey, I, I agree with you on uh, your point. Wait, about wait, no, this. no, no. You agreed with Sean in New Hampshire. You said that's I'm right. Gonna... I agreed with Sean in New Hampshire, and I agree that Murray is painting people and and. Un- unfavorably here unfairly your wife for instance was a government social worker at one time she was not an actual thief she was not the one doing the the stealing of the money but she was a beneficiary of the stolen money she was so it's not fair to call her a thief but she's darn closely related to them well then what then the people that are paying the uh the money towards the whole thievery process are involved they're they're accessories they're culpable yeah, no, they're victims. The okay. people who are paying the money are victims. But they're propagating. The people the, That's true, because they're scared to death of not paying, because the, the violent thieves are going to kill them if they don't pay, or throw them into a jail cell, uh, one or the other. So are they thieves or killers, then? Well, one or the other. It depends. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. It depends on your actions, okay? okay. If, I, if they're just taking money from you, then they're thieves. But if you refuse to give them the money and refuse to go with them to the jail cell, then they're going to kill you, which would make them killers at that point. Right. Right. All right, so let's so go. To the, if, you know, if, if I have to be in the same boat with Murray Rothbard, okay. Let's go to the phones and uh, talk to Harold in Fort Lauderdale listening on WFTL. Hey, Harold. Harold. Hello. Hey, Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to say that I don't think that uh, they're thieves. I think the tax system was legally uh, put forth in one of the constitutional amendments, I think the 18th or the 19th. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, I missed your name. 16th. Because this isn't actually yeah, Harold. Who is this? It's Nathan. I, I okay. figured it wasn't important what my name was. I was just I just wanted to make sure I, you, I was talking to the right guy. Now, you say that it was put forth in uh, in the early well, 20th as century. As I recall it, as I recall it, they had an, uh, an income tax during the Civil War. It was later struck mm-hmm. down as unconstitutional. And around World War One, they had a big national debt because of the war. And the country did pass an income tax. I don't like the income tax. I just wrote an enormous check, what I consider to be an enormous check to the IRS, sent it out. And I, I think the system is corrupted and everything like that. Why do you keep paying? Because I feel that um, if we're going to change the system, and I'd like to, I believe in maybe a flat tax or a consumption tax, I think we should so do you it believe in the that same this, manner. You believe in, in robbery, you just think it should be a different kind of robbery. No, I, I don't <laughs> believe when I pay a sale. I believe in basically that we do need government. I'm not an anarchist, and there are places in the world. Look, government is one of the most successful repeating institutions in the history what? of the world. What well, are you talking when about? When I said successful, what I mean successful is, in anthropology, the concept that institutions constantly reappear. Government oh, I see. So they fail like, over and over again. So it's like, no, I don't mean it's like a very successful amoeba. You know, it's, it's well, like a really good well, uh, strain of dysentery. Nevertheless, <laughs> people seem to have always... Uh, you know, for better or worse, have organized themselves in society. Is true, and they have found the need to collect to collectivize somewhat. And I guess the whole well, of course. I mean, of course, there are always going to be the sort of parasites that would really rather not actually work for a living. So well, they have a need, as you say, to take money from others by force. That's all I, that's I really going know. on here. I, I, 
look, I, I know that there's a, a bit of a Marxian analysis here when it comes to government and class and things like that. But what I'm basically saying is I do uh, feel there is a need for government. I think government goes way too far. Mm. You know, I think they do too many things. I think they're involved in so many things, and it's more corrupt maybe than it ever was. I do don't you think know. it's appropriate to throw people in, a, in a jail cells over not paying the, uh, the gang of robbers? Yes, I do, and I'll tell you why. Because if this system, look, I don't want a system like they have where you're overthrowing governments violently and you're not paying your taxes because basically you're freeloading off the institutions of people who are. Well, now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't pay federal taxes, but I'm not a freeloader. I don't use uh, federal services. Wait, 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 excuse me. Did you drive to work? Um, Actually, I I, I work in my house, actually. (laughs) You know what I mean. Well, even so, even the building code that built your house and whatever it is, is somewhat involved in government. Well, I'm pretty sure that's local. I'm pretty sure that's local government. We're talking about federal government right now. I pay my property taxes, just to to, to make it clear, because I don't want the gang coming and throwing me out of my house. Uh, But I don't want to pay the federal gang, because I have no use for them. Um, so it's uh, so you support them throwing me in a jail cell, right? Well, I support, again, I'm a person who believes in, in peaceful change, and I've been to other places, not that I'm a world traveler, but I've been to some other places where government is far more oppressive, uh, even in ostensibly democracies, far more oppressive than this country. Oh, sure. And what I, like about, what, I wanna, what I like about this country is we maybe need to get together and, and go before our institutions and try to get repeal the amendment and make a different system that I could accept, but not just not to pay your taxes. So, I mean, government, so you're saying that if government is doing terrible, horrible things, then you should just continue paying because, well, that's, that's just the way it works, right? No, what I'm saying is we live in a representative democracy, and if we want to change things, I think yes that we need to change it through the legal measures. I mean, people have changed the You're, you're the close. Uh, the, the form of government is actually a representative republic, but or a democratically yeah, democratic elected republic. republic. He's close. It, it was close. It's fine. And I see where you're coming from in that you think that you can change uh, the system, but people have been trying to change the system for years, and all that we tend to get is just more and more regulations and more pages of tax code. Well, well, then maybe we don't try hard enough, and I think educational issues like your show may get enough people to get involved in uh, these type of uh, ventures. Now, now, but I Nathan, don't believe in just not paying your taxes. Uh, Nathan, um, I, you've just been arguing with my uh, partner, Ian, or debating the points. Um, I'd like to take it from a different tack. Now, um, I would consider myself much more uh, conservative um, than, than Ian is. Ian's uh, practically a, a free marketeer. He'd like to see no government whatever. I agree with you mostly. But um, now, when you said that uh, theft was, uh, you know, that that t- taxes are not theft because they're legalized by the Sixteenth Amendment, let's talk about democracy real quick. Um, okay. now, now, the way democracy would work is, you know, they could very well, uh, you know, if if we didn't have a republic form of government and. It still happens in our republic. Um, the local government could say, we want to take all of Nathan's property. We want to take it all, confiscate it, and give it to poor people. Would you put that in the classification of theft? I would say that if it's, if it's done without due process, and it would be very hard to get a due process claim, and they're also in the Constitution, it says, I think the Fifth Amendment and a bunch of other ones, that they can take your property, they can take your life, liberty, and property with due process. And now, that's what we've uh, that's what we have. And you're if, not going to get due process from um, you know if if the county votes on it, then they vote it and they just decide to do it. Well, now you can we, take it to court and argue and then try to get your due process from that point. 
Well, that's right. That's the system we have. In other words, there have been takings. Uh, for but you wouldn't put that in the classification. Yes, there absolutely have. But you wouldn't put that in the classification. Put that, of I would put that in the classification if, of. Put it this way, it would be a legal theft. For example, the takings that they've done in this area, where they try to take property from one person, give it to a wealthier person because they'll collect more taxes. So can we agree, then, that taxes are legal theft? I would say taxes, you could describe that as legal theft. Nathan, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Whether it's legal or illegal, theft is reprehensible and deserves to be opposed. Hence, I will oppose it. 800-259-9231. Still talking taxes in hour number two. If, you've, uh, if you're on the line, hang on. We will get to you and your calls as well about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We're talking taxes. Also talking slavery, because the two are the same thing. In fact, people in America today, as evidenced by our last caller, and we're going to jump right back into the calls here in moments, but as evidenced by our last caller, have been completely defeated uh, into believing that the system itself is inherently a decent system. It's just gone too far. So we need to keep paying our taxes as long as we possibly can as we continue our, to try our darndest to reform the system, to change the system of theft and thievery into a much nicer form of theft, a, a flat theft. A, a flat tax instead of this complex IRS code. And darn it, we're going to change the system one of these days, and in the meantime, I'm just going to keep paying these armed brigands. Now, um, that's the attitude. That's, that's the attitude, and it's the attitude that I have. I think that we should work within the system to try to downsize it, shrink it, and get it smaller. Typical victimhood mentality. Okay, fine. Um, but I would say that there's this. The 13th Amendment says neither slavery nor voluntary involuntary servitude, except for punishment for a crime, um, where a party is duly um, convicted, just as the caller talked about due Mm -hmm. process and all that stuff. But there, um, you know, no place shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So there's no slavery or involuntary servitude in the United States. But there is. But there is. Now, take a look. Listen to this. My wife has to fill out. The, she's doing TurboTax as we speak okay. right now. I'm sure I'll many be, people are. I'll bet she um, has, put, has spent 20 hours on that. We have a lot of different stuff, a lot of um, receipts, and they have to be in, put in order and all that. Right. It may be 30 hours. I don't know. But I'll bet she's put mm-hmm. 20 in at this point. Um, I, I'd be willing to bet anything on that. Uh, I'll bet my car that she's uh, put 20 hours I in so it. far. Um, on TurboTax. Now, she's put in, what, a half a week's work. Yeah. A half a week's work that she's not going to get paid for, that she doesn't want to do, that I don't want to do. Now, that if that isn't slave, that has to be done. And if you other, aren't done, you'd be thrown in a jail cell or right, killed. Right. If, if we don't do it and fill out our taxes or whatever, we're in big trouble. You're going to be thrown in a jail cell. Now, if that isn't slavery or involuntary servitude, I don't, I don't know, know what, what is. is. Let's go to the phones and talk to Hank in South Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Hank. Yes, uh, hi. The uh, Founding Fathers equated uh, slavery with taxation. Indeed, they, sir. Uh, they said anybody that can, uh, did not pay taxes uh, without giving their express consent were slaves. And, uh, for example, a slave like in the South or an Indian slave, uh, they would be considered to have paid 100% tax rate. And the Founding Fathers said if you pay only 10%, 
you're 10% enslaved and 90% uh, free. I agree completely. Now, Nick, there, are, are you there a slave? Are people, there are people that claim that uh, we're, we're certainly paying uh, 50% of our, you know, most people are paying 50% of their wages into taxes at this point. And I don't mean just federal taxes. I mean local properties, uh, you know, sales taxes, um, you know, state Value income tax. added taxes. Well, the founding fathers had a revolution over a 1% tax on tea, I think it was. <laughs> so I've heard different numbers, but let's say it's a 3% tax on yeah. tea. Big deal. Now we're getting tax uh, tax to uh, to they threw all that levels. crap in the they threw all that crap into the uh, the uh, the bay there in Boston. So uh, it sounds like you're sort of with us on this, or at least with me a little bit on this, Hank. Are you uh, how much uh, how much are you a slave these days? Uh, well, probably uh, somewhere around uh, forty fifty percent because if you consider the top tax bracket is thirty nine and a half percent or really forty four and a half, that's federal. And then you throw in your state taxes, your local taxes your value-added taxes, your gasoline taxes, and a uh, middle-class person or a wealthy person could easily be paying about 60% of their income in taxes. They really can. I've heard numbers as high as 75, but it starts getting crazy high at that point. I mean, it's, people don't even believe you when you say, se- well, it could be 75 80% in taxes. It's when impossible you think, to calculate. When you think about um, all the regulations that go on businesses and all the taxes that all businesses pay, and then businesses, they have to make a profit, otherwise they don't exist, so they have to pass all those taxes on to right. the, cons- the end consumer. If you buy things, you have to pay all the taxes that the uh, truck driver um, had that the transported, you know, say it's vegetables. Uh, you know, you, you pay all the farmer's taxes. You pay all the truck driver's taxes. You pay all the uh, distributor's taxes. You, you pay all the grocery store's taxes That's right. that, that went into that vegetable. So it could very well be as high as 75 or 80 percent that we're paying in taxes. Well, you know, Murray Rothbard uh, believed that the correct tax rate is zero. He uh, believed in no government. In Absolutely. fact, I disagree with that last caller that said uh, societies, human societies have always had governments. Murray Rothbard pointed out that the uh, Boers in South Africa had no government, that the Quakers had no government, that after the uh, founding uh, uh, of the Constitution, the Federalists got in power and Alexander Hamilton believed in a strong central government, mm-hmm. and a lot of people from the east crossed the Appalachian Mountains to get away from Washington, or get away from the central government and not have any government at all that lived on the frontier. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. And it's, it's, it's just insanity uh, for people to believe that they need to have this armed, violent gang of thugs around in order for society to be okay. And it's, it's just nutso. So, Hank, you're still paying the taxes. What's it going to take to, uh, to, to stop? I mean, what's it going to take for you to come to the conclusion that you've had enough, you're tired of funding this absurd, insane federal government? Well, I think uh, Murray Rothbard, or uh, actually uh, some of the libertarians uh, like yourselves, uh, probably have the right idea. The solution is to stop paying taxes to Washington, uh, give a lot of powers uh, back to the states, and probably to stop voting for president and decentralize everything and have a government like they have in Switzerland where even the federal government has to stand in line in tax court. They don't get preferential treatment. Uh, they get no uh, better treatment than a private individual going to tax court. You're, after, you're a man after my own heart, Hank. How do you feel about just getting rid of the federal government entirely? I mean, really, do, do, is there any use to it whatsoever? I think we'd be better off without a federal government. Uh, I always like to use the example of the uh, interstate highways. When Eisenhower uh, built the interstate highways, it was uh, General Motors and Ford that wanted the taxpayer to fund an interstate highway system so they could sell more cars and the oil companies could sell more gas. 
And instead of building the most efficient interstate highway system, Eisenhower built a system so it would be easy for the federal government to move nukes around so Russia couldn't target us. Hmm. So if we get... Uh, uh, give the states the rights uh, to decide what to do with their portion of the interstate highway system. I think a lot of them will sell off the unprofitable ones to private business and really straighten the mess out. Awesome. Hank, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Kenneth in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Kenneth. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I heard you mention earlier the word voluntary. Yes, sir. Okay. That's a key word. What do you mean? And the reason it's a key word, if the 16th Amendment were to be a direct tax, then it would be in violation of the United States Constitution. Okay. direct taxes have to be apportioned. Well, an amendment is an amendment to the Constitution, so it is the Constitution. No, it didn't change the Constitution. If they would have changed the Constitution. They would have done as they did with the Prohibition Amendment for alcohol, where they took it out, uh-huh. and they put it back in, and they didn't take it out. They didn't take out any of the Article One statements about taxation. Well, you know, even if they had done that, um, would that really change anything about the nature of taxes? It's still theft. Absolutely. It would be unconstitutional. Sure, and and people have certainly made the argument that you know the Sixteenth Amendment wasn't ratified correctly, and you know all those sorts of things. Well, that has really nothing to do with it. The fact of the matter is, the income tax is an excise tax based upon privilege. What's that mean? And the privilege that they're referring to is a common law term. Okay. And the law that they use. When you go into their courts, and if the judge should Very tell dramatic. you that yes. the United States Constitution doesn't apply in this court... As they have done in many cases. He's, he's absolutely correct, because what he's saying to you is, you are not dealing with anything other than a private service... Contract. Yeah, an angry guy, a group of thugs that uh, just takes money from people. That's that's what they are. Thank well, you for the, the call, Kenneth. Appreciate it. Taking money from people is the Federal Reserve Corporation. Mm, and yes, that's a whole that. other issue. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I just can't handle the dramatics. Uh, <laughs> more on the line. Uh, more people on the line. We're getting to your calls. Patience. We will get to you. I know you've got a lot to say about taxes or theft, whatever you want to call it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. Uh, and uh, that does include, by the way, the Free Talk Live studio cam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and take a look here into these Free Talk Live studios. That's oh, once God. again cam.freetalklive.com. 
And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go back to the phones and to the fun, let's talk to Joe, listening on WFTL in Florida. Hello, Joe. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How are you? Hey, doing great, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, listen, I was listening to you before and uh, on one of your callers, and you had mentioned uh, about what we are, and you had mentioned that uh, we are a republic. I am a little confused, and perhaps maybe you can help me out. Hmm, sure. I, I, I'm not trying to be a wise guy in any way, but what is the difference between a republic and a democracy? Because I, to my understanding, a republic was a uh, 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 numerous uh, c- countries or numerous states, like the Soviet Union at one time was a republic, and mm-hmm. we were supposed to be on the same basis. Instead of uh, each state would had its own uh, what do you call it, strength. Today, uh, uh, what do you call it? I, I, I don't see that. So, are we still a republic, or do we change somewhere in, in the amendments that we that we a democracy right now? Well, we're um, we're a republic. Uh, you know, the the federal government is a republic, and some theoretically, but theoretically. things have definitely been shifting oh, and changing. Absolutely, things have been changing. Uh, we've been turning our uh, republic into something socialist, but that doesn't change anything. What, the difference between a, d- a democracy and a republic is: suppose we want to um, paint the White House a different color. Um, if it was a democracy, everybody in the United States would vote as to what color they wanted to paint. You know, they had the choice between chartreuse and mauve. Um, you know, some people would say chartreuse, some people would say mauve, and whatever the uh, the winner, you know, the, whoever had rule. whoever had the majority w- would win. In a republic, we would elect people who would go to Washington, 535 of them, and then they would come up with a uh, system for painting the uh, the White House, a, you know, mauve or chartreuse or whatever color they were going to do it. So we democratically elect representatives who then, um, and that's what makes us a republic. Well, we don't necessarily do all that. There are plenty of people that don't participate at all, but that the- theoretically, that, that's the idea. That's accurate. Yeah, but is now really where taxation really began because to support the federal government? Because prior to 1865, that's the way it was. I'm sorry, um, where did taxation begin prior to 1865? I believe prior to 1865, there wasn't any taxation. Probably not. Well, um, so there was after the, Civil the federal War. government um, got most of its money from the states. Um, you know, from they, the South. What's that? From the South. Well, that's how, that's before, before 1865, most of the, the monies was where, where each state individually was, uh, what do you call it, participating in funding it, the states themselves. Correct. Funding the yes. federal government. Somewhere along the line... The power of the states is gone. There's nothing left here to say. Really and, Civil War. and I would say the Civil War is a huge factor there because the South said, screw this, we're tired of being overtaxed, uh, exactly. we, we want to get out of this union, and uh, Abraham Lincoln said, hell no, you're not, I'm going to kill you. And, uh, and so then did. That's exactly what he did. And then he, uh, and then he increased the power of the federal government as, as a result of that. And things have just gotten progressively worse since then. That's right, exactly. Because you know, a, a lot of people have the the, uh, the impression that uh, the, you know the, the Civil War was fought over over slavery. But you're right. This is where it originally started, and then, but slavery was also a part of it uh, down down uh, a couple of years later. But uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
but the, you know, that's 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 the way it was. But they hail they, Lincoln. They, right. uh, Lincoln. Lincoln didn't emancipate the slaves until two years after the yes, Civil exactly. War began. Exactly. And he didn't care about that. the slaves either. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I think that he was he was an abolitionist all the way through. But um, that didn't change. Lincoln the, was a scumbag. Is who no, no, no. he was. Lincoln I think he's the worst president Lincoln we had. Believed, Lincoln believed in slavery. Yes. The reason why he offered the the, the, the slave a, a, a chance to, to to gain his freedom was because at that time the the, the Northerners were losing the, the war, war and they were running short of men. So he offered the the, the black soldiers, the, the black people, the slaves. He offered them the opportunity to be free by joining the Union Army. And that's what go. really turned the what do you call it, turned the Civil War around. And but today. And again, we talk about the federal government and its input into the clause of the state education system. We learn on a different manner what, what, what caused the Civil War. It's a shame. Here we are, our own history with 600,000 men. 600,000 men lost their lives, and everybody thinks it was because of slavery. Right, and that's right. what happens when you put the government in charge of education. The government revises exactly. history exactly. Uh, to promote the government. Joe, great call. Thank you, sir. Thank we you. appreciate day, it. Buddy. Yes, Bye. sir. 800-259-9231. It's truly tragic. The Civil War was all about um, so-called states' rights. It was about the ability in that the concept was states joined the Union, therefore they, <laughs> silly them, they thought they could leave when they wanted to. And Abraham Lincoln um, basically said no, and then enforced it at the point of a gun. Well, that's how people get when uh, when things go on for a period of time. People decide that that uh, that's the way they should be, and there should be static and unchanging. And uh, they get very, uh, you know, they're upset when you try to take away their toys. And yeah, well, power in this case is the toy. Let's yes. continue with the calls and go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in. Te- oh. Nope, maybe Christine's gone. Uh, let's try Toom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hello, Toom. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, well, it's actually interesting. I've, I've got uh, study guides for my kids' standardized tests, and I was going to read one on taxes, but since you were just talking about our form of government, this is from a sixth-grade study guide. This is government school? The U.S. Well, no, this is a study guide. My kids are homeschooled. Okay. But they uh, they take the standardized tests. And um, you know, do pretty well against the public schools. Gotcha. But here's a here's, here's a sixth grade question. The U.S. Constitution set up what kind of political system for America? Now here are your choices: monarchy, democracy, oligarchy, and dictatorship. Yikes! I don't think <laughs> it didn't set up a democracy, but I understand. You know, that, that's just what they've decided to start saying that we have a democracy. Right. Well, look at look at the the talking heads on television. Whether they're a Republican or whether they're a Democrat, they're more likely than not to say democracy over anybody mentioning the word republic. Now, you know, another aspect of the republic um, of, of our republic is that people are given rights that are inalienable to them. That's part of the Constitution, and in a democracy, people have rights, and the Constitution protects right. them from being violated. You're correct, supposedly. Um, um, the um, now in a democracy, you can just vote whatever you want. Like for instance, I think that it would be better for poor people if Ian was uh, you know ritualistically killed on the city square. So let's vote on that, shall we? Mm-hmm. And then if you can get 51 percent of the people to uh, say that that's true, then we deprive Ian of his life, his liberty, and his pursuit of happiness by sacrificing him on the uh, uh, town square. Yay for majority rule, Tom. What other highlights do you have for us? Uh, here's one. Um... What, this is from the third grade. What's the most important responsibility of an American citizen? And here are your choices. Oh, A, gosh. to get educated. B, to support your family. C, to obey the laws. Or D, none of the above. What's the purported oh, correct yes. answer? To obey the laws. Yeah. That's your most important duty. That's even, disgusting. Even more so than your family. It's an impossible duty. 
It's impossible. There's, first of all, if, a duty is a terrible word um, because it, it suggests that there's an obligation that, uh, peop- that is created on people. Right, and, there's re- really no obligation created inside the Constitution. Well, there's no obligation created in the Constitution, and there's no obligation created by a bunch of men sitting around in Washington passing laws, uh, writing stuff down on pieces of paper. And how on earth could I be obligated? I mean, even if I'd agreed for some reason to, <laughs> to follow their silly little rules, and Tomb, if you've got more highlights, I'm interested in them, so hang on. 800-259-9231. Even if you could be obligated, it would be a task that would be absolutely impossible to complete. You couldn't even read the tax laws if you wanted to. Not in your whole lifetime. Uh, let alone all of the other laws that are out there, federal, state, and local. It's impossible to obey the laws. It's possible to be, be a good person and not harm others, but obeying laws? <laughs> Get real. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We've been talking taxes. You can talk about taxes if you want, or slavery, as I like to call it. Uh, or you can talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams await you. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version for your listening convenience and pleasure. Completely free at freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to tour New Hampshire on special FSP tour buses or on your own and socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Porkfest.com. Let's go back to the phones here. Uh, back to Toom in New Hampshire. He's got uh, one of the standardized tests. Now, Toom, you homeschool your kids, but unfortunately there's some irritating government regulation out there that is requiring you to give them the government standardized tests. And so you've got the study guide for said tests, and you've actually been sharing some pretty disturbing um, answers to some of the questions that are on the test to show basically how completely misinformed government school children are today. Yeah, I mean, the indoctrination is just kind of scary. We, in actually working through these with our kids, we had to say, well, try and figure out what answer they want at least, right. even if you know they're wrong. Yep. Um, which is a weird position to be in as a, as a parent and educator. How does this, before we get back more. to more examples, how does it work okay. as, a, uh, as a, someone who homeschools their kids but yet has to go through all, you know, jump through these governmental hoops? How does it work if, you, you know, if your kid basically um, doesn't want to take these tests? What, what's their, what, do they, what do they do to punish you? Um, the, the big fear that I think most homeschoolers have is that the, the family services, the DHFS folks in the various states, would, would then start, you know, bothering you, getting into your house. And, and there have just been folks that have lost their kids for a night because the cops came in with a warrant and, and uh, family services and taken them away. Wow. So, so if, you're, if, you're, um, if your kids were to write a letter back and say, we don't want to take your test because your answers are wrong, then, uh, then you could be investigated by the Department of Children and Families or whatever they're called? I mean, I mean maybe. Um, and there are a lot of homeschoolers who, who don't comply with the laws. Mm-hmm. For us, I mean, we, you know, use the test because later on they're going to be taking ACTs and SATs and things. And so I think it's useful to, to have test-taking skills. And, you know, our kids are, you know, find them pretty easy. So it's, it's, uh, it's fine for them. 
So did you have more examples or something else you wanted to share? I have one more that, that I thought you guys might find interesting. I think most of these you'd probably object, object to like we did, but um, I think it's important for you to know the answer to this one. Why do cities have laws? And your choices are, A, to collect taxes from people, B, to make the police more powerful, C, to help people live together, or D, to give people jobs. There's no, uh, there's no all of the above? Yeah. <laughs> they wanted the answer to help people live together. Yes, I imagine they I did. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how else could we live together if cities didn't have laws? <laughs> Very good. T- well, we can't uh, release balloons now. Yeah. Tuum, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Let's go to Tom calling from the United Kingdom. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I want to talk about a protest that's going on next Saturday, and it's quite an amazing protest. Okay, it's do It's actually tell. a quasi-libertarian protest going on in London. What is it? Um, basically... Have you guys heard of the Serious Organized Crime and Police Act, uh, 2005? Serious Organized... No, I've not. Um, Well, what our government does is every few years they come up with a new bill with a very scary-sounding name, like the Serious Organized Crime Act or the Criminal Justice Bill or something like that. Sure. And it's basically just a big law, and they bundle it filled with... with, uh, you know, lots of illiberal, crazy, anti-liberty stuff. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, if you object to this, then you're supporting terrorism and you're supporting criminality and all this stuff. And one of the measures in the Serious Organized Crime and Police Act was that they put a ban on unauthorized protests Mm -hmm. um, in a fairly large area in the center of London. which covers most of the major government buildings and other sort of administrative buildings. So they don't um, want any of you pesky protester types um, showing up outside of their offices anymore, is basically what it is. Yeah, it covers the uh, Houses of Parliament, um, the uh, Westminster Abbey, um, Lambeth Palace, uh, the Department of Health, Education, um, the, and on and on. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got you. So the, what's all happening? the government offices. And so a left-wing comedian and sort of activist has organized this brilliant idea, which is he's got people to apply for individual um, licenses. To protest? To protest next Saturday. Okay. Because you can, you can apply to the police um, as long as you do it about a week in advance. Mm-hmm. You can apply to the police and say, I want to have a protest um, in the controlled area. And so long as you give them details of where your protest is and what it's about, um, unless they have a serious reason why you can't, they should give you a license. Okay. And so in, in, since 2005, when the law came into effect, they've granted 1,300 um, licenses people to um, to have a protest. Got it. I went on one for a few years ago about the ID card, and um, we got shut down because um, we had some people who were dressed inappropriately, um, and they were scaring tourists. <laughs> but um, so what this guy, this uh, Mark Thomas, he's a, a sort of left wing comedian and whatever. He's and um, basically put together a a one day protest on Saturday. Everyone comes along and does, I think it's 20, 10-minute individual protests about anything they like. 
and he has a form on his website. So you go on and you type in what each of your protests is going to be about and where in the controlled area it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it prints out 20 letters, which you then deliver to the police, and then they give you 20 licenses for the whole day. Okay. And so far, he's managed to get 1,700 and something uh, protests organized for next Saturday. So they're approving, they're approving all of these applications? Yeah, they've got no reason not to approve them because none of the people are known to be violent or there's, there's, it's not going to be a major disruption. It's just one person. Each protest is just one, one person. person. But they've not figured out, they, they haven't realized that uh, something's up? 1,300 people? Uh, well, no, 1,700 protests. 1,700 each, each protests. Each person's doing maybe 10 or 20 protests got it. in a day. So and 170 be, people basically maybe going to be there. Yeah. Um, and I haven't got time to actually put my – because like, the closing date is tomorrow morning, and I was going to – I thought about doing it, but I just had far too much work today, so I couldn't travel up there today and, and put my forms in. Now why is so, this um, now why is it that this is brilliant? I mean it's just a bunch of people applying for a protest. They're 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 following the law. What is it that's really that that great about this? Well, because they've basically thrown a bit of a spanner in the work because um you know it's just all these individual protests but collectively it's you know it, it could be anything. You've got people like you know you've got anti-war protesters or mm-hmm. anti-capitalism, you know, just about anything under the sun. But the fact that they're all going to be there on one day is basically a protest against the idea of this protest zone and just throwing a spanner in the work. I see. So making it so the police have all this paperwork to uh, to push around, is that a, is that yeah, a factor? Yeah, the police have basically had to process 1,700 licenses, and they've got a whole, basically a whole gang of lawyers so that if they reject any, if any of the people who are going along on the Saturday, if any of their licenses get rejected this team of lawyers will then contact the police and threaten to sue them. So what happens if you don't have one of these licenses and you show up with a sign on this particular day? Do you think there are going to be cops on site checking people's permits, or are they just going to... Probably, yes. Um, Experience has shown that the people who've tried that generally get arrested quite quickly. Hmm. Um, So you either have your your protest papers with you, or you're going to jail. Well, I'm going to go up there and take lots of photos. I, I haven't got my protest papers, and I'm not wild about going to jail, but I'm certainly going to go up there and take lots of pictures and have some fun. So as long as you um, don't have signs, you're not a protester. Let us know what happens, Tom, and thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Samuel in Indianapolis. Uh, we've got Bo in Arizona and your calls as well. Ladies, you call. We put you on first. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the packet 8.net toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by maybe buying some cool Free Talk Live gear. Like uh, their brand new items, for instance, at our store at store.freetalklive.com, including the Free Marketeer T-shirt, the Free Talk Live Ladies Tee. Uh, also, we've got, which by the way, the Free Ladies Tee is in two colors. Uh, we've also got two hoodies. There's the zip style hoodie and then the pullover style hoodie. Uh, there's also the Free Talk Live 2 gigabyte multi-gadget, which is the hottest selling item we've ever had. And it's limited time only. Um, it's two gigabytes, MP3 player flash drive, uh, voice recorder, and FM tuner, all in one device. Uh, That's there for you. The lighter, 
uh, bottle opener combo and the brand new Free Talk Live beanie, plus all of our older items, all there for you right now. Store.freetalklive.com. Great way to support the show and get some cool stuff. Let's go to the phones and talk to Samuel in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Samuel. Hey, how are you rebels doing tonight? Great. Doing good. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, the, uh, the little confusion about uh, what we are exactly as a country, uh, it's, it's really uh, very simple, and it's simply found in the preamble to the Constitution. And uh, if you read the Constitution, it's right in order, too. Uh, we are a democratic constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. We the people are first because without us, the Constitution which is our form of government, could not be ratified. Without the people, without the ratification of the Constitution, there is no United States of America. So we are a democratic constitutional republic. We were uh, when the Constitution was ratified before the Bill of Rights. Uh, Today what we are is a social govocracy. Wait, wait, wait. Give me that again. What was it? A social govocracy or govocracy. How do you Meaning, define that? Yeah, what's that mean? Well, it's real simple. Uh, social means state control, right? Mm-hmm. Socialism, socialism yeah. yeah. is anyone, any form of government where the state controls virtually everything. Uh, the old form of socialism in its old vernacular was state ownership. But, in fact, ownership and control are inseparable. Whoever has control has ownership. Pretty much. Uh, I and, see that. Mm-hmm. And governocracy is uh, the form of government we have now, which is, for instance, uh, President Bush, he is correctly, his term is compassionate conservative, but he's a pure governocrat because no matter what he believes is compassionate or conservative, his overriding factor, and you can read uh, Fred Barnes's book a couple of years ago, brought it totally clear to me. He believes that the government is the entity to carry out or enact everything. You, you know, know what it I mean? seems like a lot of Americans are uh, of that opinion that they that's don't authoritarianism. We so, that's why I say we're we're we. If you read the Communist Manifesto, I mean. It's amazing what Marx and Engels, how they championed democracy, because they understood that the great, and, you know, I hate for most people to take this personal, but it's the absolute truth. The, the majority are always followers. It's mm-hmm. always the minute few, like in our revolution. It was the minute few, like uh, Samuel Adams. Yeah, very small percentage. Who had to be dragged by his teeth to finally, at the last moment, support uh, ratification of the Constitution. And Marx and Engels knew that the majority in anything are followers. And that's who they wanted to go after because followers do not 
think for themselves. Yep, you're right about that. In fact, social the history of socialism has been democracy preceding. Uh, you know, democracy is an important factor in having a truly socialist uh, government. Right. Once people find out that they can vote for themselves, money and benefits, then well, uh, then, then they you know you're, you're right along the path at that point. You mean I can have all these great things and not have to pay for them? Well, that's because people at the top of the financial ladder are paying for them. Well, you know what a perfect example of our times today are? Uh, if, uh, if you remember a year or two ago, uh, for about two or three years previous, uh, George Bush and Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice was going over the Middle East is like every weekend, mm-hmm. because what they were trying to do was wedge in, and they called it, I mean, I, they used the word democracy Hundreds of times, yep, we're going to, do. we want to promote democracy in Egypt. Well, Mubarak finally relented, even to the extent that the Muslim Brotherhood, which was an outlawed uh, political organization by Mubarak, he allowed them participate to, you know, say America, Bush and Condoleezza Rice's pressure. They ended up winning 20%. Per- of the voting block over there, and it was amazing. As soon as that happened, we didn't hear anything about democracy from Bush or, or, or Rice. And the same thing happened with Hezbollah in Lebanon and Hamas in Palestine. Now, I'm, I, you, you kind of lost me. What is the uh, the deep, dark secret democracy. of all this? Democracy. Yes, democracy bad. Bush. We got that. Yeah, but that's that's what... See, democracy, we here in America, we think, we hear this word democracy. George Bush utters it in every speech tens of times. Yep. And what he, what he doesn't even realize is it's not democracy that he's talking about. It's liberty that he's imagining. Right. Well, uh, you know, he's alluding to liberty by saying democracy. Right. But what, but I think he means democracy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's as stupid as many people think that he is. I think he absolutely means democracy and he intends on imposing democracy on people at the point of a gun. And thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, democracy is just a horrible idea. It's majority rule. It's uh, might makes right. It's two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. Yeah, you know, that's a great analogy, and it bears repeating it again and again and again. If you've got two wolves and one sheep, and they're voting on what's for dinner, what's going to be for dinner? It's going to yeah. be fair, it's going to be legal, it's going to be just, and it's going to be right. And it's going to be you who's sitting on the dinner table. You know, I love, uh, b- back in uh, hour number one, we had a gentleman on the line, and you managed to hammer him down with your questions, and you got him to admit that taxation is nothing more than legal theft. Well, that's because he and I speak the same language. Um, but isn't it amazing? I mean, it's amazing to me that Americans can sit there and say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's theft, but it's legal theft, so well, it's all right. As long as a bunch of lawyers sat down and wrote some stuff down on a piece of paper, it's okay for lawyers to take my money from me, but uh, everybody else, then it's bad. <laughs> well, it's really a sad situation. Let's go to Bo in, uh, let's see, Bo in Arizona on the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Bo. Hi, guys. Um, I just mind? wanted to com- comment on uh, your statement about um, how, ah, you made me forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the laws, something it- about laws. Laws, yes. Um, you say it's impossible to learn all the laws. It is. But then, don't you think it, I agree with that, but don't you think it's contradictory 
to then turn around and say that a customer, in reference to buying a product, is responsible for all the knowledge required to make an informed decision. Customers aren't responsible for that. Customers can just go out and do what they want to. Right, but don't you think it's contradictory with the uh, fact that you think that uh, ignorance is an excuse for laws? Okay, I'm trying to, de- to deconstruct what your question is. You're saying that uh, because there are so many laws, it's impossible to, to learn about all these things that's somehow contradictory to someone going in and buying a product off a shelf and not knowing anything about it? Right, because the, it's, it's, it's equally impossible to learn it all, uh, be equally informed about uh, Making a purchase. Well, that's that's okay. You're right. I can't possibly know. If I walk into Walmart, I can't possibly know of the histories and how the products are made and, you know, all the ingredients and whatever the heck is, is in those products and the process that they all took to get to the store. I can't possibly know all that, but that's all right because my choices in regards to those products aren't going to result in men with guns coming to throw me in jail cells. And, you know, when the government makes a mistake, it's damn damn hard to uh, bring them to account. But if you go to Walmart and you buy a space heater that when you take it to your house suddenly detonates and, and engulfs your house in flame and kills your dog and your kids, then you darn sure can do something about it. Now, if the government um, you know, does a no-knock raid in, the, in your house in the middle of the night thinking you're a drug dealer and shoots your dog and your kid... You're not going to have nearly the the uh, the 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 repercussion. The, the repercussions for the government aren't going to be nearly as much. Thanks for the call, Bo. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, by the way, if you buy a space heater from Walmart, it's not going to explode into flames because the space heaters that are sold at Walmart are UL certified, and UL is Underwriters Laboratories, a private organization that tests items for safety, so you and I don't have to worry about it. And Walmart does too. That's right. Hour three's coming up. You take control of the airwaves. This, well, if you, want, if you want one that'll blow up, buy it from the government. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. As we launch into hour number three of the live Saturday edition, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We've been talking about taxes, but our last caller that we had mentioned the the whole Communist Manifesto thing and how uh, a shocking amount of the Communist Manifesto has come true here in, uh, or has been implemented here in America. And of course, most Americans will deny, deny, deny that they live under a uh, communistic system. Fact is, we do. We'll get into that here in a little bit, because one of our emailers had some comments on that. But first, to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Uh, One of the reasons why we talk about things the way we do is because uh, we've been successfully brainwashed by our government. It's true. It's true. And and for most people out here, and I ask and encourage them to please put their mind on a rinse cycle, that's probably all it's going to take to clean your mind. We tend to use terms like my taxes. For example, I'm going to pay my taxes this weekend. Right. They're not my taxes. They're not your taxes if you don't agree with them. Stop using that word. That's a brainwash. Sure. How did they become? Just follow the logic. How did they become your taxes? Is it because they're not our taxes? They're the government's taxes. It's an extortion. I will be writing a check this weekend under duress. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter I'm not whether. Ready to go to prison yet? It, right. It doesn't matter whether the uh, the 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 stereotypical uh, mobster guy comes into your store and says, "Hey, I can protect you for some money there, and if I uh, you don't right, pay that's me, that's not my something, protection. Something that's not my protection. Absolutely, that's their protection. You know, that's whether you happily whether you happily give the money over or whether you give the money over in fear and trembling, um, you know, it doesn't matter. That it doesn't change the fact that you're being extorted. So, so you get the point. Absolutely. Folks that are listening, please. It's a brainwash thing. It, it's language. There's a whole lot of power in language, and they've successfully brainwashed most of this country. This audience is clearly intelligent enough that all it will take is a just put it on rinse cycle. Get that dirty language out of your head. You know what? That's sort of like what Free Talk Live. That's sort of what like listening to Free Talk Live is. It's a it's a rinse cycle for your brain, undoing Absolutely. undoing the uh, the decades of brainwashing that the government agents have been in, engaged in. Speaking uh, of this, can yes, I touch sir. on one other thing with course, the uh, course. Dem- democracy versus uh, Republican form of government? Yes, sir. Uh, being the weekend of April nineteenth here. Uh, uh, there's an excellent celebration down in Massachusetts. It's Concord and Lexington, the, the beginning of the American Revolution, the mm. shots heard around the world and that sort of thing. Jefferson's uh, birthday was yesterday. There's a, really, there's a really neat celebration that goes on. There's a reenactment of those uh, battles on Concord and Lexington. Mm. And in preparation of that, where, where Paul Revere hung the lanterns at that Old North Church, uh, every year they have a so-called dignitary speak, you know, for example, uh, uh, you know, on the bicentennial anniversary of the uh, country, they had the president actually there. Mm-hmm. La- uh, not last year, but several years ago, they had the chief justice of Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court, if you can pardon me calling that, that you know, putting it in such high terms. It sounds anyway, like a nice event. but the but woman that runs that court. How ironic, though, she, that uh, it's she, happening she in Massachusetts. She of... Uh, of uh, John Adams, uh, you know, if you listen to her language, yet John Adams wrote the first constitution in this country that our federal constitution is uh, uh, modeled after, and he talked repeatedly about a republic, and she, in her speech, kept referring to democracy. Well, after this church celebration, the dignitary always stands outside the door as people exit and can shake hands, and I shook her hand and I said, I have one question, politely, of course. Uh, I have one question. Why did you keep referring to democracy when you know that John Adams referred to it as a republic? And she said, that's something I'll need to think about. Well, clearly, she had thought about in advance. Um, It's part of the brainwashing. She's part of the system. She's not only a a judge, but, you know, there's there's the old thing. Where does a judge come from? It's a lawyer who's also a politician. Right. You know know what? what? They're either doing it on purpose, John, or they're doing it because they've been brainwashed. It's one or the other. They might be, too. Yeah. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. you. Good night. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. How sad that, uh, you know, an event like that, the history of this country, of course, how sad that, you know, back in the... olden days uh, in Massachusetts, there were actually still some liberty-loving individuals that were willing to stand up for freedom and fight against the king, and now Massachusetts is one of the most heavily taxed states in the entire country. Um, pretty, pretty sick. It's, you know, it's a heck of a change. You know, the, birth, the birthplace of liberty and freedom in the world is now just wrought with taxes. And it's getting worse here in New Hampshire. Luckily, the Free State Project is on the case. Liberty-loving individuals from all around the country and all around the world are moving to New Hampshire for the purpose of keeping the government uh, small and reducing it even further and 
maybe, maybe getting rid of it entirely. That's what I'd like to see happen. But that's just me. It's not the whole organization. It's not you, Mark. I'm just saying. 800-259-9231. We can dream, can't we? Bill in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Bill. Listening hey, guys. Hey. I love your show. Thanks. Thank you. What's on your mind? I, I got a question um, about Waco. Was that the Branch Divinians? It was. Okay. Um, whatever happened um, to the, how come Janet Reno and all the people responsible for that didn't have to go to jail? Well, because they aren't responsible. Why not? They well, they're government bureaucrats. Their bureaucrats they? have what they call so-called sovereign immunity. And it's very, very difficult. It can happen. Like some police officers, sometimes they'll get in trouble for certain things. But the higher up you are in government, the more immune you are from any sort of prosecution. So Janet Reno and her cronies, uh, or in this case, Alberto Gonzalez today, he could go. They could do these things. They can murder people. And they can get away with it. And, uh, and at, at worst, what will happen is they'll be publicly shamed or maybe give it a sent on a paid vacation as they're investigated. Or maybe the uh, you know maybe the president will will try to show like he's doing something important and he'll restructure the organization and and fire her. Uh, That'll it, show her. You know, and I think that a real good example um, that's in the news right now is these uh, Duke Lacrosse kids. Um, you know, here they've been under the scrutiny of uh, the the law for the last eighteen months. Has it been or some some period of time like that? It's been quite some time. Um, it's cost their families tens and thousands of dollars. You know, obviously there's been no shots fired in this particular instance, but what's going to happen to the prosecuting attorney? Nothing. Not a damn thing. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll affect his political career and he might get not get to be state's attorney, you know, the, the elected as uh, attorney general of the state That's or something like that. That's the only reason why he even apologized. Normally in situations like this, you don't even get apologies from people. You've got 40,000 incidents every year in the United States of the police kicking in people's doors, uh, armed raids on people's houses, many of them completely innocent people that are inside them, many people getting shot over these raids, and the police barely ever even apologize. Apologize for it, let alone clean up their mess. Can, I mean, you, can you refresh my memory on exactly what caused that situation like 10 or 12 years ago? The Waco it, situation? Yes. Well, um, I, I was pretty young at the time, but as I understand it, they wanted David Koresh, who was the leader of the organization, for some... I don't even remember what the offense was, um, but they wanted him to come into court, and he didn't want to go to court. And so they wanted him to go to court, and so they surrounded the uh, the compound, as they called it, and they, they, then things just escalated from there, and you probably know what happened with them sending in, the, you know, sending in the ATF and the shots being fired and then the tank rolling into the building and all that. So what they could have done, though, as people who knew David Koresh had pointed out, David Koresh was known for going out on, uh, I don't know how often it was, but probably at least weekly, on jogs around the area. He would leave the compound and go out and get some exercise. So... You know, they obviously they had food and stuff like that in this compound, but somebody was going to have to leave at some point in order to restock. And so it was very well possible that if they had just kept quiet and set a police car out down the road somewhere, had some undercover cops, and then just waited Perhaps it out a, a week. a remote-viewed camera. Yeah, waited it out a week. He would have eventually left the compound, and they could have just picked him up at that point. But no, it was the government that was involved. And when it's the government that's involved, force is their number one procedure. And so they used as much force as they could possibly get away with with those people. And it was way more than they should have. And But they still got away with it anyway, even though that uh, you know uh, several people perished, including children. It was really tragic. Can you give us an update? I think it's on the Browns. 
Is it the Browns that are all holed up and not paying the tax? Yeah, Ed Brown and his wife are holed up in Plainfield, New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire, waiting there. Um, well, I guess waiting for the hat to drop. Uh, there's a sentencing date on the 24th of this month. Obviously, the government would really like to have them in court for that sentencing, but Ed Brown and Elaine Brown are not going. And if keep the government us, tries to come us, and get them, they're going to shoot. Keep us up to date on that, okay? We'll Thank do. You. Thank, okay. You, Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Duke goes on the way. Your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, the bulletin board system included. There are over 210,000 posts, over 1,300 people interacting. It's all completely free. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com to access it directly. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI, excuse me, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. That's 800-544-6359. SACL CAI. Let's go to the phones. To Duco in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi there. Uh, I realize both of you are for uh, immigration, uh, open borders. I'm for, I'm for freedom, yes. Yeah, I mean, me too, but I have a question. Okay, sure. Uh, since the, since the United States is more of a socialized or you know social, it, um, you know socialist economy. Yes. Is it possible to have uh, open borders without also oppressing the taxpayers more? Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but really my question back to you would be that because we have a messed up totalitarian socialist system, you, do you think we should con- further and further propagate that system, or do you think we should uh, spend our energy and our time on dismantling that system? It seems to me that it would be just as simple to dismantle whatever welfare system um, is in place and whatever laws um, that are over hospitals and uh, you know schools or whatever. Um, as build the wall? Yeah, is uh, as to build this wall, it seems to me that we should focus our uh, attentions on get, taking the carrot away from the immigrants that would come over here for the purpose of, you know, lounging around and being supported by taxpayers. Duco? Yes. Uh, that, that sounds reasonable. Thank you. Yeah, that's the idea. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. It's a simple concept. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, most people, most people, the reason that they're upset with immigration, immigrants is the welfare is, is because they have to pay for them, and you know, I, I, th- there are some legitimate arguments, um, you know, for their side with, well, you know, wh- what about immigrants that are going to live fifty people to a house? You know, I understand, I wouldn't want that next to my house. But As a landlord, I wouldn't want it on my property. No, I certainly wouldn't want it on my property. Can you imagine what your property is going to look like if there's, oh say, God. ten uh, Mexican or you know uh, immigrant men living in five, your house? There were five college brats living in the house that we're uh, we're currently in now before us, and it was terrible. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that's up to the landlord to decide whether or not that's appropriate. I think immigrants will probably be better than college brats, but you know it's my opinion. Well, anyway, um, so simple concept. I like I like how you approach that, Mark. In that all these people that are talking about immigrants immigration reform and new laws and building the wall and enforcement and roadblocks and checkpoints and all the different measures that they want to uh, to take to so-called stop the immigration 
you know, they're they don't I don't know if they even realize that what they're calling for is bigger, more obtrusive, more oppressive government. Mm-hmm. They don't I don't think they realize that what they're going to get if they get some of these things enacted is a police state. Well, I mean, a bigger police state. Right. A more comprehensive police state, one in which the police actually have uh, far more powers than they currently do and uh, where they where these people, where everyone who's in these in these areas are going to be inconvenienced by these different roadblocks and business owners are going to be inconvenienced and harassed by officious bureaucrats demanding to see paperwork for every single employee or even worse having this federal government system that is going to be in place where every employer who is in the system is going to have to um is going to have to submit their potential employees to the federal government for vetting prior to actually being able to hire anyone. If you think so, it's bad that you have to show your social security card now to get a uh, to get a job, I don't think most people consider that bad. But, I do. Uh, um, okay. Um, I, I don't. You know, I don't appreciate even oh, having a social right. security you, number. You consider it bad, but I don't think most people consider it bad. Right. Well, anyway, you're going to have to if this legislation works out the way some people intend. You're going to have to submit your application to the to the business, and then the business will have to submit your name and your information to the federal government to their database for approval the approval could take several days it could take who knows more than that especially if there's a problem because uh, according to the tests that they've been doing there are problems a good percentage of the time and what happens if you're one of those names that happens to be similar to uh, you know like a wanted terrorist or something like that sorry you just can't have a job yeah, well, you know, that's what happens with the terrorist no-fly list. It's It, it happens all the time. And I, you know, it, it seems so odd to me um, that people that would consider mostly, people mostly consider the government to be inefficient at what it does. Um, why would they want to put the government in charge of this very important issue? This important issue of letting new people into the country, of, um, you know, controlling, it does, it does controlling businesses, uh you know, I would imagine the government's going to go to roadblocks. I would imagine they're going to go to the quite possibly house-to-house searches. Yeah. Well, your your question's a great question, and the it doesn't make sense. Their mindset, it doesn't follow. They're not being consistent. Right. If indeed they do believe that way, that government's inefficient and generally lousy, why is it a, that you're going to make an exception for them in this particular case? Why is it that you think that if your program gets passed, that all of a sudden the inefficient, lousy government that creates unintended consequences is going to become a, an, an effective, efficient organization? Right. It's absurd to it's, believe that. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, because um, generally that would be the uh, opinion of a conservative, is that... Uh, you know, um, but the government's inefficient and it's too big, and you know that we need to downsize the government. Except when we have bureaucrats with guns. When we yeah. have when we have border patrol, we need more, bigger army. We need you know they're just bureaucrats with guns. Right. All of a they're just you, as inefficient. All of a sudden, the the gun being on the hip makes them more efficient. They're I mean, even absurd. more inefficient because well, they blow crap up. You know, they they shoot rounds which are not useful again. You know, they 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 use up ammunition and they have missiles. I'm sorry. And, and I mean, we can predict. It's easy to predict how government will behave because it always behaves in the same way. It screws things up, and then it uses its screw ups as an excuse to make itself bigger. So okay, you're going to have yourself a wall built, right? You, those of you out there who want to restrict immigration mm-hmm. even more, you want to build a wall, you want to put some gun turrets up on it, you want uh, border ninjas, you want uh, you know, all, all these different enforcement measures, checkpoints, uh, random searches, house-to-house searches, that sort of thing. And uh, then eventually there are going to continue to be reports about how immigrants are still getting into the country. You'll see the busts. For instance, they'll bust an entire you know truckload of immigrants coming across the border. 
they'll find out that uh, there are border patrol agents who have been corrupted, that they've been taking payments. The, F- the FBI will bust one or two of them here and there. And then you'll, you know, you'll come to the realization that, hey, this isn't working out quite the way we thought it was going to be. Well, that just means we need more money. That'll be the message from the politicians. So oh, the program's working. Look, we're getting busts. It's just that they're still coming through, so we need to crack down extra more. Mm-hmm. We've got to have double the checkpoints. We've got to have uh, random house searches every single day. Uh, Which we've got I can to- guarantee you that they will continue. If you build a wall, they will continue to come through because... Because currently, there's illegal immigration from China. Look, there's yeah. something a lot bigger than your wall that you're talking about between us and China. <laughs> we call it the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. It's full of man-eating critters and stuff. I mean, you can't build a wall that's as good as the Pacific Ocean, and they're still coming across from China. And the and and regular Americans who are already here are going to get caught up in the midst of it. With things like uh, these lists that the government has been creating, mm-hmm. for instance, for the terrorism. They've got this terror watch list thing. Well, there's some news, actually, about this. And, and try to Im- imagine how this will apply to the immigration enforcement. Because it'll be the same thing. There are going to be names on the list. They're going to be like names that aren't necessarily people that need to be under suspicion. But yet, they'll be placed under suspicion anyways. They'll be mistaken for the wrong person. Arrested, thrown in gulags, thrown in concentration camps and more. We'll tell you what's going on. It's pretty sick. Coming up, Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo. We put them up on the web to prove that, well, we actually have women listening, but to, uh, to prove that they are listening to the show. So, see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is Shrine. .freetalklive.com. We are talking about, well, actually, Duco called in from Illinois with a question about the immigration situation. This sort of led us into this discussion about the different lists that the government is out there creating and constantly adding names to, I might add. These terrorist watch lists, for instance. Now, you've heard of the no-fly list, right? Yeah. That's where, you know, they check you and you, when you're getting an airplane ticket and they say, oh, we're sorry, you're on the no-fly list, you can't fly. Okay, well, that list comes from a much larger list, as I understand it. And that's what this story is about. From San Francisco, the AP reporting a little-known Treasury Department terror watch list, which we've actually talked about once in the past, is causing trouble for people to buy, uh, people trying to buy homes and cars. CBS 5 investigates first, uncovered the problems last year. Now a report released Tuesday by civil rights lawyers provides new evidence showing the problem is becoming more widespread. The 250-page list posted publicly on a Treasury Department website is being used by credit bureaus, health insurers, and car dealerships, as well as employers and landlords, according to the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights of the San Francisco Bay Area. The list includes some of the world's most common names, such as Gonzalez, Lopez, Ali, Hussein, Abdul, Lucas, and Gibson. And companies are often unsure how to root out mismatches. Some turn consumers away rather than risk penalties of up to $10 million and 30 years in prison for doing business with someone on the list. Do you remember when we talked about this? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody knows about this stuff. 
This isn't uh, this isn't front page headline news. No one is really even aware that this list exists in general. There are very few people that that know it's out there. Um, and in fact, as I understand the regulations, all businesses are supposed to check this list. So you want to buy advertising from Free Talk Live? We're supposed to check this list in advance to make sure you aren't a possible terrorism suspect before we can sell you advertising. Now. It's not, you know, the enforcement hasn't trickled down to the low-level, smaller businesses yet, but the car dealers are sure as hell concerned, and, you know, the airlines are concerned for obvious reasons, and uh, these, you know, health insurers, different companies are getting compliant with this list. And as a result of their compliance with this awful terrorist watch list that the government's created, people are getting turned down to purchase products and services. Can you imagine? You... This this list could result in you not being able to actually buy anything for yourself in the future. I can't imagine how that would, would happen, but it could certainly make it very difficult for you to buy things in the future. Right. It, again, it hasn't trickled down to all businesses, but some businesses have uh, have adopted the process of checking this list. And it's because they don't want those fines. They don't want the 30 years in prison that the federal government is threatening. What happens if the feds send in somebody with the name on the list as a, you know, you know, some sort of a sting operation, and you don't check the list. And these names don't come with uh, complete with uh, social security numbers, nope. date of births, or anything like that. It's just a name. Yep. Look, I can go on the internet and I can search my name, and I'm going to find at at the very least a handful of guys out there that have the same name as I do. What if one of them gets put on this list? No more houses for you, sir. Can't no buy more. anything. Can't yep. you know? Of what? Well, that's crazy. Can't buy a car. The uh, Shirin Shinar, an attorney with the Asian Law Caucus, says, We found that an increasing number of everyday consumers are being flagged as potential terrorists by private businesses merely because they have a name that's similar to someone on this government watch list. Many companies who encounter even a partial match are unsure of how to root out mistakes and prefer to just turn away someone trying to get a loan or rent an apartment rather than risking the penalties. The Treasury Department is doing what it can to clarify the rules, said the spokesbureaucrat in a statement. This includes posting guidelines for businesses using its list, including a step-by-step tutorial on how to handle a potential hit and hosting private sector workshops across the country. Do you see what they're doing here? They're turning private businesses into enforcement arms of the federal government. Now, they're not asking the businesses to arrest the people on the list. They're just asking them to turn them down. And if they don't, they're going to jail or being fined millions of dollars. The 6,000-plus names on the list managed by the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control include people, companies, or groups accused of, not convicted, accused of supporting or financing terrorism. So all it takes is for some government bureaucrat at the Treasury Department to open up the file and add a new name to the list. Oh, you've been accused. No, there you go. Can you? Uh, is there where's, any your way cor- to- where's the Where's the court date to right. prove whether or not you are, in fact, uh, you know, no uh, guilty of what they're accusing you of? Nothing like that. No due process. Most of uh, the names are foreign. Any of their assets may be frozen by U.S. banks, and Americans are forbidden. Americans are forbidden from doing business with those with those names. So it doesn't matter if your business is of a certain size. It's anyone doing business in America. Did you know about that law? I bet you didn't. It sounds to me like that would be, uh, you know, if, if my neighbor went to the uh, grocery store and bought, because I'm having so much trouble being on this list, the neighbor mm-hmm. went to the grocery store and bought my groceries for me. They'd be an accessory. And I, uh, uh, you know, compensated, the, you know, I said they said, well, it came to right. $100, $100, $105.38, and I gave them $105.38. Sounds to me criminal. like they're, they, they're a criminal. Allegedly. A uh, few people in the U.S. are actually on the list, said one guy, but uh, the list... 
I guess the bureaucrat. But the list includes names shared by thousands of Americans that have nothing to do with U.S. sanctions. Actually, that's the lawyer. The lawyer's group acknowledged that the screening may sometimes be legitimate, but encouraged greater government regulation to prevent the practice from getting out of control. <laughs> it's government regulations that's the problem here in the beginning. Yep. And ensnaring I mean, those. This is how the government works. The government creates a problem, and then it it creates solutions for the problem, which require more government. And none of it ends up. This actually is how it has worked for the last hundred years. This is how the government's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and this is how it's going to get so big and so ponderously large and inefficient that it's just going to topple of its own weight. Tom and Nancy Cabani from Arcata were denied a home loan when his credit report came back with an alert saying that his middle name, which happens to be Hassan, was an alias for one of Saddam Hussein's sons. It's so surreal, I still can't believe it now, said, uh, said one of them, a Kmart cashier of Syrian descent. It was devastating for my wife. She worried and worried and worried. The couple missed out on buying the house that they'd had their eye on, but nearly a year later are working on securing a loan. San Francisco resident Guadalupe Ortiz went to a Concord Toyota dealership to buy a car, but was told her name was also on the list. She said, I felt humiliated. Another couple buying their first home in Phoenix was turned away from the closing with the title company when the man's first and last names, which are common Hispanic names, matched an entry on the list that had no additional details like birth dates that would allow them to easily clarify the mismatch. So there you go. There's, there's three examples of something that's going on all across the country. Can you imagine? You've no, I so can't hard. imagine what it's like. Can you imagine? I mean, the American dream, right? To uh, to be successful and build wealth for yourselves and get your, get a car, get a house, and you know live happily ever ever after. You've worked so hard. This one person uh, working at a as a Kmart cashier, working so hard at his low level job, has managed to you know put his stuff together, has saved enough money to have a down payment on a house, goes to finally get the uh, the loan approval. For the house that he's decided he wants to buy, and some uh, some employee at the company says, uh, "Sir, uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we can't uh, give you this loan because your name is on a terrorist watch list." And there go your dreams, right? And you know, shattered. The name's just a name; it doesn't it isn't matched up with any information, whatever, to corroborate one way or the other. And if if the evidence is like the terrorist watch list for the no fly list, if it's anything like that, you're you can't get your name removed from it. The average individual just simply cannot get their name removed. Well, here's what they want to do. The lawyers group, they, uh, they're hoping that the stories will encourage Congress to hold hearings on the right. issue and restore accountability and oversight to the process. Therefore, there's no accountability, no oversight, and Congress doesn't flipping care because this lawyers group is hoping to encourage them to look at the issue. Hmm. In the meantime, people in America will continue getting denied, uh, denied their freedom to transact business. Can you support this? Are you in favor of this sort of thing? Well, some of, somebody out there who's all about the war on terror and putting a stop to these uh, illegal immigrants and terrorists, and I want to hear from you. If you support this, 800-259-9231, because this is what the government is doing in the name of protecting you. They're preventing people who are your friends and neighbors from doing business at the point of a gun. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up what you want, even in these remaining moments. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. The phone number is 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net all free line is what that is, 
9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go, and all of the features there are completely free. We do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Why would someone want to do that, Mark? Well, because uh, they believe in the show and what we're doing, uh, bringing the message of liberty to people six nights a week, Monday through Monday through Saturday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. No, no, it's 7 to 10. Seven, 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 six p.m. to nine p.m. Um, uh, central time. Sixty-nine central. There, good save, good save. Uh, the, the AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and uh, the idea is that since we give away all the features on the website, like those other radio talk show hosts, for instance, they want to charge you for their features. We give them away, and so we're just asking you voluntarily to support the show for three bucks a month, which is even less than what those other guys charge for their sites. Uh, so three bucks a month, you send it in, we take it all in, we pull it together, and we turn it around into buying advertising to, um, for instance, spread the show to more radio stations. We buy ads in Talkers Magazine, uh, we go to conventions, we've got our affiliate relations guy that calls radio stations for us. So it's a great way to get the show out to more new listeners and, as you say, spread the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. Uh, so head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll learn about some of the perks you'll get access to, like the amplifier-only chat room, the amplifier-only uh, call-in lines, the amplifier-only forums. There's more than that. Um, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones in Paul in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Paul. How are you doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind? Well, I was wanting to make sure I understood your open border policy. Uh, if I understood it right, uh, you're you're willing to let anybody who wants to come, come. And your solution to taking care of that problem is by doing away with welfare, not making hospital emergency rooms treat people if they uh, if they need treatment and and uh, I assume do not have the money. And I'm wondering how in the world we would ever get anything like that through a liberal Democrat Congress. Well, that's an excellent question. Obviously, it will require a, a paradigm shift for the American people, uh, getting away from this bigger government mentality, the mentality that government can fix all problems, to government is the problem, let's cut it back as far as we can possibly but go. But don't you think that it would be just as difficult to implement whatever plan somebody might have for handling um, illegal, immigra- illegal immigration currently? Um, don't you think it would be just as difficult to ramrod whatever plan that is through um, than it than to uh, get rid of welfare and and those kind of things? You could ram the the, the plan through, but enforcing it's the trick. It, 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 ramrod and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't really think that would be the case because uh, there's there's just too many people that uh, are basically bleeding heart liberals and and uh, you're just not going to ever. Uh, it, it would take generations, I think, to get over that mentality. So, in the meantime, are you suggesting that you support building a wall and enforcing? How um, are the liberals going to feel about shooting Mexicans in the dirt, though? I mean, if you if you build a wall there, you're going to have to put guys with guns on it to protect that wall, make sure that it's of any usefulness. I mean, and if well, there's guys with guns on the wall, they're going to end up shooting people. They can shoot them now without a wall. Well, so how do you think the liberals that. feel about the Mexicans dying in the dirt then? But they're not doing that. Okay, they're not shooting. Uh, they, they're coming over. We're not shooting them. We're just catching them and turning them loose. That's the problem. I, and, and that's just highly inefficient, loose. right? Very inefficient. Okay. Let's... It's going to be a little tougher for them to get over that wall. It's a lot easier to come in by a boat. Uh, come on. Uh, they're already, they already have um, tunnels and, you know, I mean, it, 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 the, the wall isn't a problem at all. Look, those border guys, border guard guys, they make, what, $30,000 a year? You're already, they're already, the Mexicans are already bribing them to bring marijuana and uh, heroin through. Why can't they bribe them to bring 100 uh, people in a semi? Uh, they are doing that. Yeah, they are. Right, and that I, will continue I, going I agree. A, a, wall I agree is, with- a wall is just a, wa- a monumental waste of money. 
And it would be well, awfully similar to, you know, Berlin and the other historical... If you build a wall, you have to implement this huge police state behind it to make it of any effect anyway. Yeah, I don't know about you, Paul, not, but that doesn't sound too attractive. I'm not necessarily of the opinion that we have to have a wall, so but we, we, do have to have, we do have to have a lot more border guards than what we have. So that way, the, but, that, but that way, well, that's that's twice as many people to pay off. So instead of um, ten thousand dollars to pay to a coyote to get across the border, you have to pay eleven thousand dollars to a coyote to get across the border. I actually think that everybody down there is on the take. Not everyone, but a, a large amount of them are. I mean, come on, man. You, this you government can't. Even, Paul, let's let's face facts here. The government in the United States can't even keep drugs out of its own prisons, and there's an incredibly large war on drugs going on. How is it you think a war on immigration is going to be any different? Hmm? I just don't think that uh, I, I don't think there's any possibility of your plan working. It now, would absolutely, plan it would absolutely work. <laughs> you just, you're just saying that you don't like, think it would go all the rest. Of, it's all the rest of the plans that would not work. It's it has to be implemented imp- before it can work, and it's not going to be implemented. Okay, I'll give to- you I'll give you that that it would be very difficult to get my plan through simply because people don't understand concepts and precepts of liberty. So we should just throw it out the window, right? Because people are clueless. We should just forget about the plan. I'm not saying that. Okay, so then so then it is worth going and pers- and and just going ahead with trying to spread the message of freedom and trying to get people to understand that liberty works and that this country needs to go back in a pro-freedom direction instead of continually increasing the size of government, creating new government programs, hiring new government bureaucrats, in your case in the form of border patrolmen, and, uh, and not going in that direction. Would you, are you agreeing with us that our plan is the best plan? No, I'm not. What is the best plan? If I understand your plan right, you're willing to let millions of people come in a month. Well, not, not just a, not just a year. Millions come in a month if I'm, they want to. And I think if that I if someone else, wants I would, to, come, I would come here. I'd come here. Well, of course you right. would. If you can make it to America, you should be free to come to America because America is supposed to be a free country. What's wrong with that? Why do we have policies where we let so many people in a year? Because, because government bureaucrats are sick control freaks, and, and they, they like want to, to tell you what to like do. They like to count things, and um, there's also the, the... Money, there's fees. There's, they, get yeah, fees. They, they get lots of fees. It costs several right. thousand dollars to get through, um, because people sort of are naturally tribal, and they want to, you know, once they're in, they want to keep people out. Like, I, for, once, uh, for, I, for instance, I was born in Florida. Well, I'll tell you, once, once people get to Florida, they want to see, you know, they want every other um, person that's moving in to stay out. Look, the state's big enough. It's just, you know, it's, it's fine the way it is. Well, um, that's how it is everywhere. People don't want other people coming in and infringing. They don't want change. They, they don't want things to be different. But I would say to you that the immigrants that came up to this point, the Italians, the Greeks, the, um, the uh, Irish, uh, the Germans before that, all those immigrants made America great. And they were hated. They were. Hated by Each people. and every time. You know, the I, whole... I, would, I would agree with that, but here's my problem. Yes, sir. You let in 40 or 50 million people that, that uh, 80% of them are going to vote liberal Democrat. How is that going to help this country? We're in awful shape now. I mean, you can't even get the Republicans to do anything. You know, let, um... alone, let alone have another 40 million people voting Democrat. We'd never, ever see a any conservative policies in this country. What kind of... Con- I, you know, I'm sorry. I feel like the conservatives have screwed me just as much as the liberals had, so that doesn't, that doesn't really move or motivate me. Yeah. You, know, you, it, don't care, you don't care if we get more liberal. I thought you were against big government. We I'm are absolutely against big government. against big government. What do you think liberalism is? 
uh, well, there's liberalism and then there's conservatism, and apparently it's all for big government these days, from Look, what I've seen. Is all I can see is what you're saying is let's grow the government so that the Mexicans don't come here and grow the government. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Let, no, no. let me tell you the difference in, in conservative government and liberal government. Okay, tell me. Conservatives, conservatives now believe in big government, not people like me, not most grassroots conservatives, mm-hmm. but the ones in office believe in big government. They do. But the, liberal, the liberals believe in bigger government. I, you know what? Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Two, it's a choice between the lesser of two evils. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't pick evil uh, if I can, if I can avoid doing it. And well, I'm not really you, too concerned. I'm not really too concerned about you know the scare tactics in, around you know all these Mexicans are going to come here and vote Democratic. I predict that the majority of them will just come here and and work and probably not even bother voting. But either way, it doesn't matter to me because freedom is what uh, what it's all about. And if we can actually educate Americans to be um, of a freedom mindset, then the people that will come here will also hopefully be of that freedom mindset because they'll understand that it was freedom that is is what makes America a great place. You can't even educate Americans to that, let alone uh, immigrants. Well, of course not. The government's doing the educating. The government uh, can't possibly educate that freedom's a good thing. The government has to educate that the government is a good thing. Yeah, but I can't. I understand what you're saying. I just can't support growing government. And, you know, that's what that's the only thing that we're going to do to be able to keep the Mexicans out. Currently, the current system we have is just highly unfair to, um, you know, to people, to Mexicans, um, you know, illegal aliens. The the one that would, uh, you know, where we would grow the border patrol and I don't build support, a fence and all that other stuff. I don't support welfare and I don't support uh, a border wall. I don't support any of these big government programs. And if government keeps getting bigger, I'll keep talking about what I talk about, and that is, Pull your support. If you don't like what government's doing, stop being a slave and paying them. Paul, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right. So just stop it. If you're tired of it, whatever the policies are, whatever the programs are that you don't like, stop paying for them. Oh, you scared? Yeah, you probably are. Because they're a scary gang, and they need to be opposed. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great and safe weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.